Hi, welcome to the Mindset Changing Podcast, and I am your host, Paul Shepherd. We are now on episode 8 of the Anxiety and Stress Healing Series. Where's the time gone? Today, we are going to focus on the top 10 types of toxic thinking that you have to knock on the head if you want to carry on healing your anxiety, stress or depression. Now, before I list the top 10, it's important you know why this type of thinking has to change for you to heal. Now, a piece of advice that I try to adhere to is all about attention. Because what we choose to focus our attention on really determines what we get back in life. So we have to choose wisely what we focus on. The more you focus on toxic thoughts, the more you will create brain patterns, which eventually become an automatic way of thinking. You will naturally jump to the negatives and see the darkness in the world rather than the good, the opportunities, the possibilities and the potential available to you. So what we focus on and how we talk to ourselves will really determine what we see. I spent quite a lot of my time focusing on the negatives of people. My childhood and growing up was quite traumatic in places. So therefore, I began to create this perception that people were dangerous and would do something to humiliate or embarrass me or hurt me at some point. That's no life at all, because living as if you're in danger will train the brain to begin to look out for danger where there isn't even any. Anxiety would then begin to turn on the spotlight effect. And this is where you literally begin to interpret all the things going on around you as something that's against you and about you, despite there being very little or no evidence at all that that's the case. We can create a reality where we will really see what we want to see. And that is all part and parcel of the survival response as you are telling the brain you might be in danger. So therefore, it has to try and predict every possible danger available to you. And if it receives signals that there's a problem, it will send some of those thoughts up into the conscious mind. And more importantly, it will give you the chemistry to match. If you focus on thoughts which trigger your flight and fight response, then you are adding unnecessary inflammation to the body through activation of your survival chemistry, which includes cortisol. Now note how your gut can flip or chest can tighten by focusing on a simple negative thought. Thoughts are that powerful. Without them, we would not be surviving on this spinning ball of rock in outer space until the end of the day. We utilize them to keep ourselves safe, but out of control, of course, they can reduce your quality of life. Now, negative thoughts can trigger inflammation, and inflammation increases cytokine activity as part of the immune system response. And here's a reminder as to why this is important. Increased cytokine levels deplete tryptophan, which is the main ingredient for serotonin, which is your mood regulator. It also has a negative effect on your dopamine levels, which affect your drive, your energy and motivation. Plus, it also has an effect on your glutamate levels, which have a big role in memory and learning. 
So let's skip over to the neocortex, that lovely part of the brain which is responsible for your awareness, your learning, your perception, your decision making, your language. Too much cortisol can reduce neocortex activity. It makes it much harder to function and regulate your emotions. Cortisol literally can rot your brain and dumb you down. I don't think any of you listening to this really wants that. So this is why it's important to reduce your cortisol inflammation in the body. Now, what's wonderful about you is that you're quite a proactive person because you're here, you're listening to this and you want to take back control. There are therapies which can help you address your way of thinking when it comes to toxic thoughts. You can use CBT, you can use, which is cognitive behavior therapy. You can use ACT, which is acceptance commitment therapy. And one of my favorites is mindfulness. Combined with meditation, it's like developing a superpower in your lovely brain. You can increase your concentration, you can increase your focus, your energy, reduce inflammation, reduce brain fog, and beautifully raise those GABA levels to reduce too much activity in your neural network. There are plenty of meditations and mindfulness sessions within my podcasts. I have a whole new brain training series coming up after this is finished. So please look out for that. Number 10, living in the past, focusing on regrets, shame, guilt, memories of embarrassment. This is dangerous because it can actually create a false negative identity where you can feel hopeless and depressed. Studies show that when we do this, we can literally develop a type of amnesia, dismissing all of our positive qualities, all the things that we've overcome, the good stuff about us, in favour of a new negative identity. It's time to devalue living in the past, stop time travelling, and become a little bit more present with the things in life that are much more important and need your attention now. Because this is all we have this very moment is the most important moment in our life because that's where our influence lies. Number nine, thinking you can change other people. Now, let's be honest. I think we've all tried and failed miserably with this one. You can try and motivate and inspire other people all you like, but all you will do is end up angry and resentful for them not following your life-changing advice even if you really do believe that their lives would be so much better by following your advice, leave it alone. They have to want to change themselves. And to note, if you're focusing on other people, then you're not focusing on you, are you? Sometimes it's a crafty distraction to put all of your attention on other people. Number eight is expectations. Your expectations of other people can lead to you feeling let down and angry and a victim for them not following your rules and therefore somehow rejecting you. This is a crafty way to self-sabotage relationships, by the way, especially if the other person doesn't even know what rules you are talking about. You have to remind yourself that other people experience the world differently from us and we know how trying to change people goes don't we number seven victim mentality this is where you blame other people for your state of mind and your circumstances avoiding all responsibility for your part to play in where you are right now 
the anger that can come from this is painful. And you have to learn to let that victim mentality go so you can move on. Watch out for victim mentality language where there's a suggestion that bad things always happen to you. You never have good luck. Things always go wrong. You know what I'm talking about. Because this type of negative mindset will ignore all the opportunities, all the possibilities, all the potential in favour of keeping you a victim. Number six, unhelpful labelling based on your feelings. In other words, I feel like a failure, so I must be a failure. I feel like an idiot, so I must be an idiot. Your feelings are not representative of your whole identity. So you may have failed at something, but that doesn't make you a failure, does it? It just means that a tiny little percentage of your life went in a certain direction, which needs correcting. That's all. If you do this, would you label someone else the way that you label yourself? So if someone failed at something, it went a bit wrong. Would you go, you are a total failure as a person? Completely. I hope not. Just like it would be with yourself, it would be completely dishonest. Number five, I'll be happy when. This type of thinking is horrendous because it can trap you into chasing happiness and not experiencing that in the here and now. In other words, your happiness would always be a future event. When I work with clients and they're saying, I just want to be happy and I'll be happy when I'm slimmer, when I'm fitter, when I've got this money goal, when I've got this job. And all that does is place our happiness way off in the future when really it's something that can be accessed now. I like to do a little exercise with my clients where it's all on Zoom at the moment, but we're sat there and I bring their attention to me and we're sat there in this present moment and I ask them if they're okay. And they're kind of sat there processing for a moment. And in this present moment, actually, do you know what? They're okay. Bit of mindfulness they might begin to feel a bit of peace. Beginning to focus on maybe a bit of gratitude. Something that they're appreciating. And guess what? We can access a little bit of happiness. And that's what they're looking for. So if you're craving a feeling, why not see if it's something that you can experience right now instead of getting your wallet out or booking another experience or trying to achieve something. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of simplicity to bring your attention to the present moment and just see if you can experience that emotion right now. And number four, this is brutal. And we all have it. And we all do it. Can you guess what it is? Your inner critic. Listening to your inner critic and believing that you are inadequate, that you're not good enough and that you're someone to be ashamed of. Now, a lot of this comes from other people trying to make you feel how they feel. Remember, hurt people hurt people. And we're also part of a culture which thrives on the fact that by trying to make you feel good enough, You would buy various products, you will buy various experiences, you will access various websites and social media with the intention to try and feel better about yourself, which we know is going to be temporary at best. Changing your inner chatter, your inner critic to something more encouraging, something more useful, something more realistic will 
have benefits you cannot even put a price on. Number three, catastrophizing with the power of what-ifs. This is where your mind jumps to the worst-case scenarios in the future and increases the chances of what-ifs happening without any evidence that they could. And you won't be the first and you won't be the last to say, but it's a possibility. But lots of things are a possibility. But increasing and magnifying the chances of them happening just because you want to stay safer is not going to be a helpful way to live life, is it? You're trying to protect yourself from a future that does not even exist. So catch those what-ifs. Are they really realistic? Now we're coming up to the top two. I wonder what they are. Well, here we go. Number two, comparing yourself with other people where you believe the grass will be greener, their life is better than yours, you wish you looked like them, everyone else is happier, more successful than you. These are false comparisons. If you ever look into them, how can they even be an honest comparison? They are total bullshit. And if you do them, they are the best way to kick your self-esteem down into the gutter. Refuse, refuse, refuse to compare yourself with other people in unhelpful ways. And number one, worrying what other people think. It's amazing how much we sacrifice in life from worrying what other people might think. This is mind reading at its worst as it tries to protect you from fantasy scenarios of embarrassment and shame. If there's one gift you could give yourself by working on this right now, it would be reducing the need for validation from other people around you, most of who won't matter or even feature in your life in a few years from now. What other people think of us is none of our business. It's based on their version of reality. It's not something that we should be paying attention to unless it's going to be useful to us. So how do you reduce and stop toxic thinking? Well, first off, you have to become aware that you're actually doing it. Writing your thoughts down, putting them onto paper or onto a laptop or your phone is a really good place to start because you've got to start waking up Wake up and see what your mind is doing on autopilot. You have to become conscious of what is happening inside your mind. You have a brilliant neocortex. It can help you step back and become the observer of your thought processes. I would then learn mindfulness. I would then do some meditation to help slow down your nervous system and help increase the ability to regulate your emotions and stand back from these thoughts. I would increase the value of where you put your attention. If you're indulging in negative fantasy scenarios, you've got to tell yourself to wake up and choose to move your attention onto something much more helpful and more important. If you're finding yourself getting stuck in ruminating on negative scenarios, then you can learn CBT, Cognitive Behaviour Therapy, or ACT, which is Acceptance Commitment Therapy, to help retrain the brain and focus on what core beliefs are sending these thoughts to the conscious mind in the first place. 
you have inside you the most amazing person. You have the most amazing mind, which needs a bit of training to become stronger, more resilient, more adaptable, so you can take advantage of the opportunities that come your way and increase your quality of life. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave reviews wherever you can for this podcast to help other people find it. Please share, please subscribe, and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode, which is a bit of a corker. Have an amazing day.